0: Welcome to Whiskey and Whiskers Midweek, this is your host Chop,
1: Gator, Chris, Blake,
0: and this week we're talking about cowboy movies.
1: <coughs> yeah, so this is my favorite genre of movie. Uh, we've we've given some love to science fiction, we've talked a lot about uh, like big Hollywood movies, horror movies, comedies, but we never talk about cowboy movies anymore, mm-hmm. and and it's, it's almost a lost art at this point, but some of the best movies that have ever been made are cowboy movies. Um, they just rode that horse though, man. I... There's got to be a joke there about beating a dead horse, right? Yeah,
2: dude. Like,
1: yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think it to the end. I think there's there's two different kinds of cowboy movie. Really, like if you boil it down, you've basically got um, John Wayne on one side. He's like Superman, right? He's bigger than life. He comes. In, he's always the good guy. He's like a superhero. Yeah,
2: yeah. Absolutely. And then you've got John Wick. Um, and on then on the other, other side.
1: side, on the other side, you've got Clint Eastwood, who is the anti-hero. And he, that's what really um, represents like the Wild West, like um, the idea of like anarchy or, or chaos or madness and like a hero coming up out of the ashes or something. Yeah. So uh, – like, like the outlaw Josie Wales? Yes.
2: Yeah, the literally outlaw coming out of, the,
1: out of the ashes, yeah. So I want to – first of all, I want to go around the table uh, right off the top. What's, what's your favorite cowboy movie?
2: Does it have to be cowboy or can we classify it as western?
1: Yeah, it could be western. Okay. okay. Me? Yeah, sure. Jeremiah Johnson. Oh, I see you. I see what you did there. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm thinking Young Guns. Ah, you went a little newer, huh? Yeah. All right.
1: I was going to do the same. Either Young Guns or, to- or um, Tombstone. Tombstone. So Tombstone is one of the newer ones that, that is a classic at this point. And I say newer. That came out in what? Like 99 90, or something? 96? Before that, 95, 94. So, but when you're talking, you know, uh, uh, Unforgiven is my favorite or one of them I have a couple of favorite. yeah that's, favorite. that's Clint Eastwood um, Unforgiven is one of my favorite movies of all time uh, the other one is out, uh, uh, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance um, two very different movies and both of them are like like hard knocks you know um, I think I think Unforgiven was the first time um, Clint Eastwood wrote starred in and directed a movie on his own oh okay and he ended up winning like everything that year like everything, Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor. It's got Morgan Freeman. It's got uh, um, Ed Harris. It's got uh, no wait, Richard Harris. Ed Harris is from Apollo 13. Richard Harris. <laughs> um, the, he ended up playing Dumbledore later. Um, who else? Uh, uh, oh, what's the the guy from The French Connection? What's his name? Gene Hackman. Oh, okay. G- Gene Hackman plays Little Bill. Um, and Morgan Freeman just kills it. Kills it. Yeah. Uh, the it ends up the 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 movie starts off uh, with William Money being like a pig farmer and he's washed up dude he's a washed up um, killer right and now he's trying to do right he his wife is dead so he always does like this um, oh your mother God rest her soul she cured me of my drinking and she'd never you know let me in my younger weaker days I'd be prone to hitting an animal like this When he's talking about his horse your mother rest her soul she she cured me of my you know being mean and 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 cursing an animal and and my drinking and so this kid comes right into town and he tells them about how um this hooker got uh beat up sliced up They cut her eyes out They cut her tits off going hard and he's like well i guess he had it coming and then the kid's like he's bragging about how he's the killer himself and he wants to go kill these cowboys for a for a ransom right or for a, or not a ransom a, a bounty so he recruits um clint eastwood who in turn recruits his his old running buddy which is morgan freeman yeah. and it's it's these two old timers and this young mm-hmm. kid going out on their you know last ride or whatever the whole movie william money is soft right like he's a wuss yeah um they try to you know it's cold outside and, and it's raining and he goes inside the bar and and they, uh, little Bill, Gene Hackman, finds out that he's there to kill the cowboys. And so he like beats the shit out of him, and, and he runs away with his tail tucked between his legs and almost dies. So anyway, they, they at the end of the movie, um, the whole thing – I don't want to give anything away for those of you that want to see it. But it all culminates into a showdown between William Money, who's, for lack of a better word, retired, and coming out of retirement – and little bill who's a bad motherfucker like but he's the, but he's the you're rooting for the anti-hero because you're rooting for, for William Money who's the underdog at this point and the bad guy air quotes is Gene Hackman who's the sheriff and every other cowboy movie you're rooting for the sheriff right he's gonna save the town yeah and this one you're rooting for the bad guy and and it goes down at the end like I, I I'm not gonna say any more than that but uh, that definitely of... check that one out
0: that kind of actually i was gonna say that kind of actually reminds me like uh one of the quintessential thing about cowboy movies and we can actually talk about that for a minute can we talk about the final showdown like just the fucking standoff because that is definitely like a trope i feel like okay yeah i want to uh oh i want to throw a spoiler out there
2: there's Uh, more to it than that i think yeah yeah i want to talk about that too
1: so then then let me lay it out uh spoilers for those of you that haven't seen it and want to check it out so uh as as William Money is con- uh, convalescing, recovering from his beating that he just got laid down on by Little Bill, uh, Morgan Freeman and the kid go out to to kill one of the two cowboys, and they get they get him. And as they're riding back out, the the posse or whatever catches Morgan Freeman and they start whipping him, and he's trying to cover. He's not talking, but he's trying to cover for for his friend William Money. Well, one of the one of the hookers that finds out about it rides to William money and is he's like laid up in the country in this you know like a shed or something, and she tells him like he's like I'm gonna go gather Ned and I'm gonna get out of here and we're gonna go home like this isn't for us we're not like this anymore, and she's like Ned's dead and he's like what do you mean Ned's dead she goes yeah little Bill killed him and he goes how did little Bill kill Ned Ned's on his way home he didn't do anything like I killed the you know the, why is why did they kill Ned because Ned's not the one that I don't think Ned killed the guy I think so. She's like, yeah, they, they caught him, and Little Bill started hurting him, and at first he wouldn't talk, but then Little Bill started hurting him real bad. And he was like, and what what did he tell him? He told him that you were William Money out of Kansas and Cheyenne and that you killed so-and-so and you did this and that. And he goes, I don't guess that scared Little Bill, did it? And she goes, no, he, sh- he just kept hurting him. And he goes, okay, is, where's Ned now? He's out front of Greeley's. And you can just see his eyes go from, like, this passive, like, guy – to turn in red like he, he acts it and he crushes it um what do you mean is that he's out front of Greeley's? yeah he's they got a sign on him out front of Greeley's. he's like a sign out front. you know how he talks through his teeth yeah a sign out front of Greeley's. and he gets up gets on his horse and the kid's like oh shit what's going on jumps on his horse to follow him the kid's the one that killed the first guy that's what it is uh so they're riding into town and the kid's crying on his way into town and he's drinking this bottle of whiskey and and um, Clint Eastwood's explaining to him, like, it's a hell of a thing killing a man. You take away everything he's ever got and everything he's ever going to have. And the kid's trying to act like he's hard, but he's also crying at the same time. Yeah. And when they go to ride into town, they stop on the edge of town, and the kid's like, I'm not going with you. Like, you're on your own. I I, I ain't like that. And he goes, what about, you know, what about your cut or something like that? And the kid's like, you keep it. I I'd rather be, you know, blind and ragged nobody than dead. Damn. And he's like, "I'll send your cut when when we're done." You need to get out of here. So the kid rides away. Clint Eastwood starts drinking off of that bottle, right? And he hadn't drank through the whole movie. He's like, "Oh, your mother, rest her soul. My yeah. my wife, you know, she she cured me of drinking and cussing and fighting. You know, I ain't like that no more." Well, he's drinking the whiskey now as he's riding up to this town. And in the town, Little Bill's got a posse like torches, and he's hyping the troops. Anybody that rides with me tomorrow morning gets a drink. Anybody that. Helps me drag him back in. Gets two more. Now that's three. After that, it's on you. You know, party. We're gonna do our thing, and then tomorrow we're gonna ride out. We're gonna get this son of a bitch. And right then, it pans back out to Clint Eastwood as he's walking up to the to the saloon, and you see that bottle hit the ground, and it's empty. Oh man. So, little Bill rallying the mm-hmm. troops. All of us. You know, there's only there's only two of them, and there's 14 of us. We're we're gonna get them. they, they don't stand a chance. You know, and that's if they, if we can even find them. Those cowards are running, da 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 da. He's he's talking shit. And as he's talking about them even showing their face and how bad they're going to get it, he walks through the fucking doors into this room that they're all standing in. And he's got a shotgun, double barrel shotgun. And he walks in, they all turn around and they're like, you know, what are you doing? And he looks at them all and he goes, who's the owner of this (laughs) shithole? And, uh, Greeley, or, or, uh, his name's not Greeley, but whatever the bartender's name is, he's like, I own this establishment. I bought it from old man Greeley. And he's like, y'all better clear out of there. And everybody behind him bails. And he's like, no, 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 hold on. And he just blasts the guy right in his own bar in front of everybody. Blasts him down. Uh, Little Bill goes, well, sir, you are a coward. You cowardly son of a bitch. You killed an unarmed man. And he goes, he should have armed himself before he decorated his place with my friend. So Little Bill looks at him and goes, well, I guess you're William Money, the killer of women and children. And he goes, yeah, I've killed women and children. Killed just about everything that walked or crawled at some time or another. And now I'm here to kill you, Little Bill. Damn. And Little Bill goes, alright, gentlemen. He's got one barrel left. When he shoots, you gun him down like the mangy dog he is. And Clint Eastwood, without missing a beat, points that gun at him. Pulls the trigger. And it goes, click. And Gene Hackman goes, misfire. Kill the son of a bitch. And they all start drawing. And Clint Eastwood... Pulls his pistols out, ducks down to one knee, and fucking starts gunning people down. Hell yeah. Kills everybody in the bar until he gets down to just Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman's bleeding out, right? Yeah. And he walks over, and Gene Hackman tries to swing a a rifle up to shoot him, and he kicks it out of the way, and he points his pistol down at his face, and Gene Hackman goes, "Um, I don't deserve to die like this. Not like this. And he goes, deserves got nothing to do with it. Right in his face. Man... Mm -hmm. So there's a there's a theme through the whole movie. There's a there's a guy that is writing a book, and and he comes into town with a badass gunslinger, and Little Bill like just dominates the shit out of this gunslinger and basically runs him out of town. Right, he doesn't kill him, but he beats the shit out of him, takes his guns, like makes him run out of town. This is a famous gunslinger. This is how badass Little Bill is. Right, yeah. he's hyping his character up. So the the writer starts following around uh, Little Bill. and Little Bill's big dogging it, like yeah, you know you when encountering superior numbers you shoot the the best gunfighter first and da 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 and so the the writer's like who'd you kill first who'd you kill first and he goes i don't know who i killed first all i know is who i'm gonna kill last and he points his pistol at him and he's like nope not me (laughs) i'm I'm all right with that (laughs) and basically the the gist of it is like he's he got he goes i got lucky in the order then again i've always been lucky when it comes to killing folks like that's it he's just a natural like killer he's just a he's cold he's ice cold and is fearless wow and uh there's these heroes that um they 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 know that it's not a glorious thing to get into a gunfight and they know that like people start crying and people start blubbering and and um, some people can't even do it and some people they they want it like the kid right the kid that that thought he was a killer and he ends up shooting one guy and then he bails because he's like a blowering fool. Yeah, little Bill knew it um, because when he's when he's uh, fucking with English Bob, the the killer that came into town before that, um, he shows the writer. He's like, it, it's not easy killing a man. I'm like, here, let me show you something. And he puts the pistol in front of him and he's like, all you have to do is kill me, and you and, and English Bob can walk out of here. And he's like, well, I can't do it. And he's like, yeah, it's hot, isn't it? You didn't even put your finger on the trigger. Like, so this concept of like. I think people grow they're they're immune to to violence and gunfighting in movies, but this is supposed to be like real life.
2: You yeah. can't just kill
1: somebody like that's not easy. That's not an easy thing to internalize. Right, right. But then there's people out there like like William Money, like the Kent, Clint Eastwood's character, that that's that they're just good at it. That's yeah, what they can do. yeah. So complete opposite of uh, someone like John Wayne who. Very righteous and, like, justified. And and John Wayne's also big. I mean, he's a big, imposing guy, and he's real likable, and he's charming. And, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, uh, and then you got Clint Eastwood, who's, like, he's kind of skinny, and he's mean. And, and Yeah. He's definitely not charming.
2: The cigar dude, like. Uh-huh. Oh, dude, he's so cool, man. Spitting, you know, like, <laughs> chewing tobacco and stuff.
1: I remember uh, there's a movie called The Cowboys. Uh, it's a John Wayne movie. And it's the first time I – I don't know if it's anybody. He may have died in some – I think he obviously he died in the Alamo when he played Davy Crockett or whatever. But this was the first time I had ever seen John Wayne die in a movie. And he gets shot in the back by Bruce Dern. And the whole movie ends up going on like it's the um, – it's about a bunch of he, – he's a cattle. He's running cattle. And he gets a bunch of kids to help him run the cattle because all of his hands go – Bail for gold. They get you know gold fever or whatever. Oh yeah. So he hires all the kids to run the cattle, and the, these thieves. Bruce Stern ends up shooting him in the back, and then the kids go back and fight the the bad guys. But yeah, John went like me as a little kid. I'm watching John Wayne. I'm watching True Grit, Rooster Cogburn. Yeah. Um, Big Jake. Like he was sure a yellow ribbon. You ever seen that one? He's he's larger than life, and he's always right, and he's always good. And so I'm watching him get shot in the back by Bruce. He gets shot once. And he doesn't turn around. He refuses to turn around. And Bruce turns, turn around, you son of a bitch! And he shoots him again. And he stands back up and he keeps his back to him. He keeps walking away and he's like, boys, come on, saddle up, we're getting out of here. This guy's not, you know, he's not shit, don't worry about him, let's just get out of here. Shoots him again, he falls down. And he stands back up, now you can tell he's gonna die, but he still just refuses to look at him because he's like, I'm gonna make you kill me in cold blood. Like, that's what you're gonna have to do. Yeah. And I can remember thinking, like, well, he's gonna get back up. He's gonna get back up and get on his horse. Like that's this is John Wayne. He doesn't he doesn't die by Bruce Dern. Like that's not how this goes down, and it does. And it's a it's a powerful thing. And I think that that uh, idea of like life and death and and the West was so profound. And that's when I really started to like cowboy movies, and and eventually why I got so hard into Clint Eastwood because he really likes to to go deep on like what it is to. To live and die in the west you know yeah i remember when uh lonesome dove was on tv lonesome dove is one of my favorites and i guess technically it's a miniseries not a movie Mm -hmm. but if any movie uh personifies the the what it like what it means to be a cowboy like yeah and and even that movie kind of it takes two two huge characters tommy lee jones and robert duvall um and it kind of reflects them against each other they're like so opposite but they're both so perfect in there Yep. in the Wild West setting. Yep. So you've got Robert Duvall, who's like uh, uh, a hero. He's the John Wayne character. He looks like John Wayne, even like mm-hmm. that's his character. And then you've got Tommy Lee Jones, who's like nose to the grindstone. He's he's hardworking. He's focused. He's mean, but he's fair. He's always you know, and and it it pits them it it doesn't pit them against each other because they're with each other and they're best they're friends. friends. Yeah. But it it shows how they each um, deal with different situations so of it's of, really
3: cool one of them would be like getting ready to go work before the sun came up early in the morning the other one would be coming home from the bar yeah and he'd be like god damn you're just getting home from the bar you plan on doing any work today and he's <laughs> like you know you do enough work for both of us so i figured we're good <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah he he walks out of tommy lee jones walks out on the front porch and you can see he's like putting his pants and suspenders on and robert Duvall just got back from the whorehouse and he's sitting on the porch too and he's making biscuits and he's reading the bible Tommy Lee Jones walks out and he goes, "I guess he stayed up all night reading the good book." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so go.
0: That's
1: what it was. That's just
3: funny. Uh, that is funny. A uh, tombstone. Is, that's a good one.
0: Coming from a little bit younger generation, I I feel like I did miss out a bit on the cowboy movie thing. Like it was, it just was a little bit before my time, and it, it kind of sucks. I do really like all the ones that I've seen. Uh, but it's it's fucking wild. Like I I definitely do like the the whole standoff thing, and we kind of got into it a little bit, but. That was what kind of made uh, Young Guns for me. Like that towards the end when they're doing that kind of standoff and they're all in the house and they throw Billy the Kid out the window. Yeah, in, in, the, in, the, in the chest. G- uh huh.
3: Fucking gun. Yeah. Dookie, 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 dook, dook. Yeah, yeah. That that's a good one. Uh, Tombstone's one that has so many of those scenes. I don't even know which one is the most climatic.
1: It's got. I mean, there's the gunfight at the OK Corral, right? Like that, that's that's why. a huge one. And the reason that one is so awesome is because it really happened and i don't know i'm sure it got played up for hollywood but it still really happened those guys that were there in that gunfight were there in real life and they really so had a standoff like that
3: probably one of my most favorite gunfights in that movie is uh they're down in the creek and they get caught in crossfire between two sets of cowboys and they're just getting beat down and wyatt herb just stands up and walks out into the middle of the river yeah and he's he gets, shooting in every
1: direction he gets the crazy eyes yeah he straight up is like, fuck this. And then it's all
3: over, and they won, even though they were basically set up and outnumbered. And uh, somebody's like, oh, hey, where'd White Herb go? And he's like, you could probably find him down there walking on water.
1: Yep. <laughs> and, that's awesome. And it, it, it goes, it, that kind of ties back into Unforgiven. Um, if someone, he's like, well, if someone, so-and-so is faster on the draw, and he's like, then he'll be in a hurry and he'll miss. And he's like, someone that's fast isn't someone that's scary someone that's cold, someone that can stay cool under pressure, someone mm-hmm. that can take their time and to accurate. aim and point, and you're shooting at them, but you're, you're excited, and your nerves are all messed up, and they point out at you and they, boom, mm-hmm. one shot, mm-hmm. you're done.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Being fast is nothing like being cool under pressure. Well, yeah. yeah.
3: And, then, and then the Doc Holliday one at the end, that's, to me, that's so Doc the most had important it. one.
1: The reason Doc Holliday had it was because he was dying. So he he almost gets built up to this this uh legendary status because he's already got the like no fear. He's he's ready to die. And at any moment he's like all right now. I guess now. let you know. It's yeah. either now or in a little bit. Like yeah. who cares. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh someone's like uh, Johnny Ringo, any you got the guts to play for blood? And he goes, I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. yeah And he goes, you're uh what does he say? All right, long Girl, I'll put you out of your misery. He goes, you're a daisy if you do. <laughs> like, dude, he's just, man, he's just cold. Man, man. To
3: me, the movie starts at the OK Corral, and the movie ends at uh, Doc Holliday shooting Johnny Ringo. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Doc Holliday is one of my – and let's take a minute to talk about Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer has a dozen excellent, excellent roles. It's hard to be like, this is his best role but he plays Doc, Doc Holliday, and it's iconic. Nobody played... Like, there's <laughs> people that played Doc Holiday. He was Doc Holliday. Well, and
3: Doc Holiday wasn't the star of the movie, but he was the star he, of the movie. He stole it, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Man. Yeah, because I like... Honestly, I like uh, uh, Kevin Costner's version of Wyatt Earp better. Yep. He, he plays Wyatt Earp better than Kurt Russell does. He does. But Tombstone, with Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer, is a better movie. movie.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Jeremiah Johnson. Yeah, dude.
2: Can I take a moment to yeah put some light on that you've seen it yeah for sure yeah dude like uh I was thinking about it this whole time he kind of goes through this like he goes into the mountains to get away from everything you know but he ends up getting like entangled in his whole new life and it's it's crazy it made me think of like the revenge cycle in a lot of the cowboy movies like where they have to go out and avenge something you know
1: that so like John Wick is so popular right now okay right and and it's basically or taken is so is popular right? yeah at their core like those are inspired by cowboy movies um those those guys are those that storyline is the same as a lot of those old spaghetti westerns
2: yeah. so that idea
1: of vengeance like if if you can get down with with something like john wick or or uh taken you should check out some of these old cowboy movies sorry i'm, I'm getting off on a tangent go ahead. yeah
2: No. no 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 it's all good yeah no, and, like, what's crazy about that is it's not so much about gunfighting and Jeremiah Johnson. It's, like, hand-to-hand combat, stabbing.
1: Yeah, he has a knife. He's yeah. Fighting. And there's, a, there's an entire section of that movie. He, uh, he kills an Indian, and he becomes known as, like, a great warrior. But he
2: doesn't want to. Like, right. that's what's so, like, terrible about it. He's with Del Gue and they want to steal the horses, but he goes and kills the guys while they're sleeping and he's like why the fuck did you do that i had to kill these motherfuckers because i'm with you and you're trying to kill them and then he just gets wrapped up into it and they kill us
1: but it's not even a vengeance thing for the indians no he uh he gets he becomes known as a great warrior Mm -hmm. and the indians are like it's part of their culture where if they kill a great warrior then now they're a great warrior yeah so they start gunning for jeremiah johnson so he's just like riding through the mountains on a donkey and, like, an Indian jumps on his back and tries to stab him.
2: Yeah, yeah. And he keeps keeps getting, like, more and more famous and more and more, like, a prize to get.
1: And it's it's almost uh, the more he dr- withdraws and tries to get away, the more it sucks him in. Yeah. The
2: Remember towards the end when he's he's riding and he meets the guy from the beginning who helped him out? Oh, yeah. Claw. Uh-huh. Chris Cravid or whatever his name is. And he was like, uh, so much hair... On your head when so many's after it, you know. He says something like that, and it's like, man,
1: you know, <laughs> it's crazy. Well, and when he starts, the first time he starts, he's like about to freeze to death. Yeah, um, he has no idea what he's doing.
2: That's far enough, pilgrim.
1: And he's yeah. he he. It shows him like almost becoming a man, I guess. Like growing
2: there's... up, like being like uh, youthful almost, and mm-hmm. just kind of being naive and stuff out there. And it's it's crazy too because he comes from like uh, a war background. You know, he's got those like. Uh, whatever military pants on and people recognize it they're like oh another war down there huh and he's like I'm getting away from it yeah and it's just like it's crazy how they tie all that history stuff into it and...
1: I love it I love it when who's the bear hunter that's yeah. the
2: same guy Chris Chris Kravitz or something
1: yeah he's he's gonna teach him how to, to skin, skin grizz right yeah dude. and he's like he's like hang on and he goes outside and uh jeremiah johnson sitting in the cabin and then he hears something and he hears that dude running through the woods and yeah. laughing and cackling <laughs> yeah. and shit. i was like what you can see him like what the fuck's going on up yeah there? and he looks off into the like the tree line and here comes this guy who's wearing like full like he's got grills all over him like his yeah, hat dude. his jacket his pants everything is made that like,
2: necklace bear claws everywhere and he's man. running
1: as fast as this old man can run and he's booking it yeah, and there's yeah. a giant grizzly bear chasing him he's just laughing and cackling grizzly bear's chasing him and he goes oh shit and he like ru- Jeremiah Johnson runs back in the cabin that dude runs in the cabin and the camera pans out and it shows the bear running to the cabin and then it shows that dude jump out the window <laughs> <laughs> and now Jeremiah Johnson's in the cabin <laughs> with a with a grizzly bear <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> Dude, it's,
2: it's that 50 caliber Hawkin man. That was the that was like the main blood of that movie. He had to get one. He was like, I can't fucking do this until I get that. Yeah, that bear shit makes me think of the Revenant.
1: The Revenant. That was a that was a good movie. And yeah, again, was, another revenge, a revenge mm-hmm. tale. You know,
3: Dances with Wolves. Oh so, man, yeah, oh,
1: great, great movie. <sighs> that movie
2: is like so good.
1: There's so many. Uh, uh my other favorite um the man who shot liberty valance um jimmy stewart john wayne um basically the gist of this movie is john wayne is the hero but jimmy stewart ends up um getting the fame for killing liberty valance and john wayne is the guy that does whatever needs to be done and he gets none of the credit for it ever (coughs) so um this idea of like he's the man and he's gonna he's gonna He's gonna provide for the woman he loves. Well, then she ends up falling for Jimmy Stewart. And then he's gonna he's gonna build the house while she moves away with Jimmy Stewart. And then he's the one that's not afraid of Liberty Valance. But Jimmy Stewart's the one that kills Liberty Valance and gets the you know yeah. And so he's the he's the real hero of the movie. But everyone thinks the hero is Jimmy Stewart, and he he dies unknown. It's just yeah. he's like he's like the guy that knows what the West is and knows how to handle it. And Jimmy Stewart's this green guy that has no idea and he doesn't make it until the west is tamed.
0: Right. So, uh, yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. of the
1: movie, he's Jimmy Stewart's kind of known as the one that tamed the west, but in reality it was John Wayne. John Wayne would have been the grizzly guy, right? Yep, like yep. he's the one that that has lived and made it happen. Yeah. yeah. And this other guy was just there at the tail end. Yeah. So, uh yeah, I think I think a lot of these these stories are, are um, timeless and I think they they get repeated in modern stories, and and what
2: they call them archetypes, almost. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just a common theme. I mean, you can put a different outfit on it, but it still fulfills that role, you know.
1: And so I, I, I almost want people to get interested. And plus, I'm so sick, of, like, super. It's like, let's get a new cowboy movie. We can do this again.
2: Man, you know, who would be the long-standing star though? You think that's a thing again? Who's going to be the next John Wayne? Dude, you could do it.
1: That that guy that played uh, uh, Mad Max, Hardy. What's his name?
2: Mel Gibson.
1: No, the the new <laughs> Mad Max. Chris, what's his name? Who? Dan Hardy. Is it Dan Hardy? Yeah, the guy that played Mad Max. Uh huh. He would be a good he would be a good cowboy, um, dude. I think. Uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Three uh, three names. Uh, Shit. Uh, anyway, I think uh, Daniel Day Lewis could be a could be a sure. cowboy. He's done obviously. acting now. Or uh, I I just wish that I, I, there's people out there, and I wish that. The audience would get excited about it and and get into it, so we could it, have a good cowboy movie. <laughs> Take especially off again, yeah. Especially before we lose Clint Eastwood because he's got the mind for it. Yeah, he may not. He could have a cameo in it or something, you know. But let him let him write it and let him direct it Do for the you,
3: most part. Yellowstone's bringing western stuff back to a real thing. Deadwood did it for me. Deadwood too, yeah. But but yeah, Deadwood,
1: think, Deadwood was twelve years ago.
3: Yeah, Yellowstone's
1: now. So I, th- I think there's a lot of potential there for, for new stuff. And if uh if you guys want some good recommendations like you heard it, I mean check out Tombstone, check out Unforgiven, uh Lonesome Dove, Man Who Shot With Liberty Valance, Jeremiah um, Johnson Jeremiah Johnson.
0: Those are all yes, so those,
1: those are all great cow tombstone. Those are all great cowboy
0: There's plenty of good ones, but uh we're running out of time, so let's wrap it up. Uh don't forget guys, rule number one, don't be a pussy. Rule number two, shut the fuck up. Uh, Be sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and you can listen on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. We have new episodes every Monday, and we'll see you next week.